This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Delighted you've chosen to spend a little time with me here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'll have Dan Orlovsky live on the Shell Penzel performance line in just a second. Uh, quick confirmation, the, the, the day of injuries just continues to get worse. You knew about Saquon Barkley yesterday. You knew about Nick Bosa yesterday. You found out about Christian McCaffrey about two hours ago. And now news that Cortland Sutton tore up his knee and is done for the year in Denver. That's a guy that people in the know will tell you they thought had a chance to really emerge as a star. This year, the quarterback got hurt yesterday with an AC joint in the shoulder and the receiver now appears to be done for the season. So just a devastating day of injuries around the National Football League. And what we don't know, and I'm, I'm not sure we will know. Well, let me ask Dan. Orlovsky, before we get into anything else, and it was so great to see you this morning and to have you back in studio here for the first time in six months or whatever it's been. Um, what, what I don't know is, was yesterday just a terribly unlucky day where we had a lot of really important injuries around the NFL? Or do you think... It is somehow connected to the lack of preseason and the truncated offseason that we all just had. No, I think it's absolutely connected, Greeny. I mean, you know, uh, you often hear in youth sports about how important it is for kids to play other sports as well, just because their bodies and their muscles and ligaments kind of develop differently from different sports. And I think we're kind of seeing that a little bit in the NFL is these guys' bodies weren't necessarily hardened from the offseason. Their ligaments and joints a lot of the way the strength training programs are set up nowadays is much more about the health of the body rather than let's put a bunch of weight on our back or on a bench press and get super strong. A lot of it is just strengthening and, and getting the body as, as healthy and as strong to kind of sustain the, the season. And I think we're kind of yesterday's one of those days that we saw the the downside of not having that. Maybe. I, I, so I, I, I'm sure you're right. And again, McCaffrey is going to be out several weeks now. Sutton lost for the year. Saquon lost for the year. Nick Bosa lost for the year. A variety of just terrible injuries around the NFL. Danny with me here on the Shell Penzoil Performance Line. Shell V-Powered Nitro Plus Premium Gas. Let me start in the NFC East and start with the win of the day yesterday. The Cowboys with a miracle win over Atlanta coming from 20 to nothing down. And let's talk about the quarterback because obviously the Falcons played some hand in their own demise, and the onside kick is crazy. But yesterday felt to me like it was about Dak, who threw for 450 and ran for three touchdowns. How would you put into words what you think that game might wind up meaning for Dak Prescott? Yeah, Greeny, that's, that's the $40 million quarterback performance. You know, that is one of his shining moments as a Dallas Cowboy. And it's one of those things that he can go bring to Jerry Jones and say, there you go. That's the game that... I won our football team that we weren't supposed to win. Down a bunch of people on your offensive line. You go down a ton of points early at home. You're playing terribly, yet I rallied us. I kept us composed, and I brought us back to a huge win. I think it saved their season. I mean, if the Cowboys go 0-2 and they go to week three on the road at Seattle, you're staring 0-3 in the face. 
And they've got issues. They've got to pick them up and fix a lot of the steps of their football team, but they're one-and-one. One. Doing that one-and-one one is a lot better, and they're one-and-one one because of Dak Prescott. Now, let me ask you this, because uh, Dominique Foxworth, for those of you who watch our show in the morning, get up. We have long had this back and forth between Nick, who loves Dak, and, and Dan, who loves Carson Wentz, and, and forgetting that part of it for a moment. But Dominique said last week on, the, on, on, on Get Up, he said that the Cowboys need to let Dak play like he's a great quarterback, that they, their offense is not built around him in the way that teams who believe they have a great quarterback usually build their offense. Did, you, did they do something different yesterday? Was their offense different yesterday? I, I know they fall way behind, so maybe that's why he's throwing so many passes. But forgetting that, did they do something differently and more aggressively yesterday with their quarterback? Yeah, I mean, they pushed the ball downfield more, partly because they had to. You know, I, I said that it was really impressive to watch that the offense continued to utilize the play-action pass, even though they were down 20 points. I mean, it's third quarter. They're down a bunch of points, and they're still calling play-action pass. Now, a lot of people of the old days would say there's no point in doing that because, you know, there's no threat of a run. And what we've learned is that that, that really doesn't equate. And I, I've long said uh, for about – two to three months now, so not that long actually, but that the Cowboys need to be a pass-first football team and run second, kind of the way the Tennessee Titans play. I felt they should have thrown the ball a ton against Atlanta just watching the Seahawks have so much success throwing the football. And so, you know, I think that they need to look at their football team a little backwards and go, we need to come out ultra-aggressive in the throw game try to build the lead and then allow that big dominant offensive line and physical tailback kind of just wear teams out rather than run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and hit big plays. So more good news for Dallas yesterday is that in what we figured to be a two-team race in the NFC East, the other team hasn't gotten started yet. And the Eagles, after blowing a 16-0 lead to Washington last week, and you came on here and said you thought Carson Wentz was the reason they lost the game. I know you were critical, you were again this morning, of the way Carson played yesterday against a really good defense with the Rams. How, how would you describe where the Eagles are right now and where their quarterback is right now? I think the Eagles right now are, are trying to win every game on every play. You know, they're trying to, to, to just kind of score 21 points in one play. Both their play calling and their quarterback play. If you look at their play calling, it's, it's very much so the opposite of what it was last year. They're trying to hit a home run every play with their play calling. Instead of taking easy throws and making it easy on the quarterback, watch Patrick Mahomes play and watch what Andy Reid does of just creating these easy throws and simple reads for him just to get the ball out of his hands. Um, that's what they did in 2017 with Carson Wentz. And then I think Carson Wentz is in this point where he's, you know, you make things happen. You don't force things to happen at the quarterback spot. Sometimes you have to make plays, but you don't force them. And he's just in this mode where he's trying to force everything. And that's why there's the interceptions or the ball is sailing and he's missing these throws because it's almost like, you know, he's squeezing and straining so hard because he's trying to prove 2017 wasn't the anomaly and he was the MVP or last year he was that guy. And so, you know, it's, there's this fine line that, you know, great players can walk of, you know, they can keep their foot on the gas and keep pressure getting applied, but also not allow that pressure to choke them out. And right now Carson just seems to get being choked out by himself because he's trying so hard. They get Cincinnati this week. 
People will look at that as an opportunity for him to get right again, for them to get right again. If it doesn't go that way, then we'll see what the conversation becomes next week. Greeny and Orlovsky, one more in that division with the injury to Saquon Barkley, which is just horrible. I mean, to see that kid go down yeah. and he'll be lost for the season. That isn't a team that I think any of us expected to make the playoffs anyway. But what impact does the injury to Saquon, in your mind, have on the development of Daniel Jones? That hurts it a lot because, you know, now the, the New York Giants, which were they, they were kind of leaning towards being a one-dimensional football team. They were a pass more a successful football team because their offensive line is so poor run block-wise. Now teams can just completely play coverage and dare Daniel Jones to, and, and the Giants to try to be patient enough with a backup running back and, and a not-good-blocking offensive line. And so now your quarterback is kind of going to have to play the rest of the season with one hand tied behind his back. You know, teams are going to more often than not know what Daniel Jones is going to do, and the pressure and the burden is going to be on Daniel Jones. And I always say this, it's really hard for young quarterbacks to try to develop with also the pressure and burden of winning football games. You know, the, it's New York, and, and the heat is hot at that spot. And now you're looking at a football team that's 0-2 and lost their best player, and you're, gonna, you're, you're set up for a really challenging football season. And so just the mental aspect that's going to get worn on Daniel Jones, um, you fear, I get fearful that is he going to try and, all right, we got to find a way to win this game, and I'm just going to press so hard and, and then kind of revert to some bad habits. And so they're going to have to do a really good job of coaching him through this. My Greeny with you here, and Dan Orlovsky is with me. Let's go through one other division if, while I have you here for a minute, and Dan on his way back to Bristol. A busy day for Dan. He was with me on Get Up, then he was on First Take, then he's in a car on his way up to Bristol, and they'll do NFL Live today at 4 Eastern, getting working our way into Monday Night Football tonight. Um, let's do the AFC East, where you told me this morning you think right now Josh Allen is playing MVP caliber football. Let's talk about him, and let's talk about the impact that the acquisition of Stefan Diggs had for him. Yeah, Greeny, it's been outstanding to watch his development. Last week I talked about how the Bills were using him like the, the Ravens use Lamar Jackson. A lot of design quarterback runs and, and zone reads and getting him out on the perimeter in space with blockers. And then now we watch them play a game where, okay, Miami's got two guys that can play man coverage on the outside at corner, and we're going to challenge Josh Allen to make accurate throws. And in the NFL – to play against zone defenses, it's about anticipation, and it's about moving people and fitting the ball into windows. When you play against man defenses, you got to be super, super accurate with the ball. The defender's closer to the body, or to the receiver, obviously. And so many examples from the game yesterday of him placing the ball exactly where it needs to be and getting receivers crossing the field and showing touch on some of these throws and, and kind of bringing these guys to the open field. And you're just watching – the growth and development and the understanding of being a, a, a quarterback instead of just this thrower. And then Stefan Diggs is this receiver now that when they get to the line of scrimmage and they see man coverage, he's got a guy that, okay, I, I know that that guy's going to win on his route. And I can, I can trust see it the same way. And just, I mean, he leads the NFL in passing right now. Stefan Diggs leads the NFL in, in receiving yards. This is not by coincidence, right? And, and we're watching a Vikings offense be terrible as well. So, you know, I, I just think that they got him for a very specific reason of man coverage, and it's paying off. 
Absolutely. In fact, it brings us to our fascinating stat of the day that our staff looked up this morning, Dan, for you and me when we wanted to have this conversation. And that is that yesterday, Stefan Diggs had 153 receiving yards. The Minnesota Vikings receivers all added together had 113. So Diggs had 40 more receiving yards yesterday than the entire receiving core on the team that he left behind in Minnesota. His team is 2-0, and his old team is 0-2. That's a fascinating stat brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Meanwhile, staying in that division, Dan, the Bills yeah. might win it. But then again, Cam Newton might win it himself. And, and Cam and the Patriots, what a performance. You know, we spent so much time in the buildup to this season, Dan, wondering what that offense would look like with Cam. And then week one, when, when basically all he did was run, I thought to myself, oh, so that's what it's going to look like. That's kind of what I thought it might. And I was almost a little let down. Like that, that wasn't very creative. It wasn't very interesting. And I don't think it's going to work very long. And then came last night. When Cam Newton was spectacular in a high-scoring loss to the Seahawks, what what did you see there from Cam, and how good could this be? Yeah, I thought it was a great loss for for the New England Patriots. And what I mean by that is, you know, they look to be a better football team than a lot of people, including myself, thought. I mean, you go on the road to play the hottest quarterback in football, and you get into a shootout, and you score, you know, thirty points and you bring it to the last play of the game. And you do that because you became air dominant. You know, week one, you talked about it. They did whatever they want running the football. They were a run-dominant football team. And then all of a sudden, you look at last night, you're going, wait, this is now an air dominant, a throw-dominant football team. And that's, you know, that's when you can get really, really dangerous offensively is when you can start to dictate the teams what you want to do. I did not expect this from Cam Newton and this New England Patriot offense throwing the football. And I know Seahawks, their pass rush stinks, and their safeties were two safeties went out, so they got attacked in that aspect. But you've got to sit back and go, man, Cam Newton, you know, throwing the football looks confident. He looks composed. He looks um, like he's understanding how to get through those progressions really efficiently. Like that aspect plus the run game, and you're going now. Now New England looks to be a viable option as a football team, both in that division and the playoffs in the AFC. And I did not think they were up until this point. Yeah, they're going to make that very interesting. The AFC in general is very interesting because you know I believe in Pittsburgh, and we'll see where they are when it's all said and done. I know you believe in Buffalo. We'll see where they are when it's all said and done. Cam makes New England feel very viable. And then, of course, there's the big two with Kansas City and Baltimore. They'll play each other this coming Monday night. Dan, I'll let you run. Thank you so much, my friend. It was great. It was, I can't tell you how nice it was to have you back in the studio this morning. It really was, and I'll see you this week. I feel the same way, brother. Love you, man. Thank you. You too. That's, that's the great Dan Orlovsky again. We we have had such a good time. I, I'm right now, for those of you watching on ESPN News, you can see I'm, I'm in our studio where we do get up every morning, and you know, this place has become sort of a second home not just to me, but to a lot of the people who have been such a huge part of what we've done. And no one has been more a part of it than Dan. And, um, you know, he hasn't been able to come in studio. We haven't been able to have people in studio. And all of us are being tested in order to come work in here. All of us who are on the air have to. That's the reason he wasn't in with us week one, because he hadn't gotten the results of his, of his coronavirus testing. Not that, that anyone should be concerned about this, but the point of it is that we all have to be tested once a week in order to come work in here. And so today was the first time that I had Dan back in studio. And it just, 
it, it, it felt very normal. It, 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 was a, it was a nice feeling. You know, I think for all of us, there are little touchstones, little moments of normalcy during this surreally abnormal year that are meaningful, that are, that are meaningful in, disproportionately to what they actually are. Because uh, I've seen Dan many times in the interim. Dan and I have been in the same place multiple times because we play a bunch of golf together. But it was the first time he was back in studio, and it really was great to see him. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. By the way, the injury piece of the NFL day yesterday, I, I'm not usually one who goes to the fantasy element of things immediately. but But I will say... That in the draft I had, I'm in this IBM league I was telling you about. I got slaughtered yesterday, and I'm pretty much finished. Because Saquon Barkley was the second pick in that draft, and I'm the one who took him. By the way, Christian McCaffrey was the first pick in that draft, and he's out several weeks. Field Yates took him. And I will admit that when I saw the McCaffrey news from Sheffrey this morning, I did think to myself, that was probably the most popular one, two, lineup in, in, in every fantasy draft in America, right, and beyond. I have to imagine that Christian McCaffrey was by far the most popular first pick, and Saquon Barkley was probably the most popular second pick, maybe Zeke or, I don't know, Nick Chubb, people like that. Those That's who went near the top of our draft. But for Barkley to go down like that is is just devastating, and I feel sick seeing it. And I'll just tell you quickly on that one, by the way, that injury is brutal in so many ways. Here's a few of them. The obvious one is for the kid because he's a great kid and a great player and he's lost for the year and that's terrible for the Giants. It's terrible for their fans. It's terrible for him. Next, and we just talked about it with Dan, it's terrible for the development of the young quarterback, which is pretty much the most important thing you have going if you're the Giants right now. You took Daniel Jones sixth overall and you want to see what it can become and the best way for him to become the best he can become is for the running back to be there to help him. I always say it's a, a running a quarterback's best friend is the great running back, and that's what Barkley was and, and for the rest of the season is not. And then the third element of this is what does this mean for Barkley's future? This is his third year. By now, you all know the drill. NFL rookies who are drafted or NFL players who are drafted in the first round, there's a fifth-year option on their contracts. They get four-year deals with a team fifth-year option. At the end of this year, the Giants have to decide if they're going to pick up that fifth-year option. Now, of course, they're going to do it. That's not what I mean. What I mean is if you're Barkley, you, I think, were probably in a position to have a huge year, run for 1,500 yards, be Saquon Barkley, and then demand an extension. The way Zeke got one and Stephon D- uh, not Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook got one, and the way these running backs now are getting them, McCaffrey, You don't go into that fourth year of your deal, getting paid on your rookie contract if you're a running back. Can Saquon do that now? I really don't know. How do the Giants handle that? He will not have stayed healthy his third year. He's had some injury problems in his career. He's a brilliant player. Of that, there is no doubt. But is he going to be able to stay healthy? Look, this is a a terrible injury. It's terrible in so many ways. And one of the things that I got to thinking about is how it will impact his contractual situation. Barely going to get into the NBA today. Anthony Davis with an extraordinary shot at the end. We talked about it a little bit earlier. An incredible finish in the NBA. An incredible moment for Anthony Davis making the biggest shot of his life. 
giving the Lakers what I believe is an insurmountable 2 nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals, I believe. I just don't see a LeBron James-led team losing four games out of five. Not against anybody. That is not a diminishment in any way of the Denver Nuggets. And Jokic is great, and Murray is great, and I like their coach. I like everything about Denver. There's nothing not to like. But I don't think anybody comes from two zip down to beat LeBron. So I believe the Lakers, with that shot, wrap up the West last night. And then here's how crazy busy this time is. If you know me, you know how much I love golf. I would have spent all day today if it had been in July and they had played, or June, excuse me, and they played the U.S. Open yesterday as this was the morning after Father's Day and we were talking about what, uh, what, what Bryson DeChambeau did over the course of this weekend with a six-shot win at the U.S. Open, the only player under par. That's one of the great performances ever. His performance, and people won't talk about it because it comes on an NFL Sunday and he's Bryson DeChambeau, not Tiger Woods. But oh, by the way, get used to hearing his name. But that is a genuinely great and all-time performance. He was under 70 in every round on, on one of the hardest golf courses in the world. And he winds up winning the U.S. Open by six shots. Again, these are such crazy, busy times. We'll barely have time to get into that today. One NFL star says the sky is not falling. That NFL star is wrong. You'll hear who it is and why he's wrong. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Did you hear how loud the booing was yesterday in Philly in a stadium that had no fans? The Eagles got booed off the field in their building yesterday and there was nobody there. That was a remarkably well done cascade and chorus of booing for Carson Wentz and company. And you know what? The more you hear from people in Philadelphia, the more I'm talking about people in the know, the more you wonder just how far away we are from seeing Jalen Hurts. 
That said, Carson Wentz, look, it's two bad games. He's a guy that – there was a point during this offseason where I, I, I thought he was going to be the MVP of the league. I don't think that anymore, mostly because his offensive line is so bad, and they have a variety of other problems. And I will say this. I did like what he said. When, when, he was, when all of the negativity was brought up to Wentz, here's what he said. I've said it a couple times now, but we're not panicking. The sky's not falling. There's some good things that we're doing, and, and we'll get back on it. Here's the thing. That's exactly the right thing for him to say, and I like that. That said, he's wrong. The sky is falling. The sky is falling in Philadelphia. They just look bad. That's a bad team. They don't look... Everything about that team that felt good last year feels bad now. And there's plenty of time to turn it around. They get Cincinnati this week. Dallas gets Seattle. Dallas should lose that game, and the Eagles should beat Cincinnati. And if that happens, they're both sitting there flat-footed at 1-2. and two. Washington isn't winning six games this year, and neither are the Giants. So in, in the mad race to 7-9 and nine to win the NFC East, the Eagles really only have one competitor. The problem they have, and here's why the sky is falling, the Cowboys are just better than them. I don't think the, the game the Cowboys won yesterday, I don't think the Eagles have that in them, and that's their problem. I think the Cowboys are a sleeping, not a sleeping giant, because I don't think they're going to become a giant. But I think they are a team who needs to play the way they played yesterday. They were forced to because of the, the score. They were, they were getting destroyed in this game, and they needed to open up that offense. And I, I hope that they will realize that is the way for them to play. Dominique was right when he said that on Get Up last week. They need to play more aggressively offensively. That worked for them yesterday. So that's why the sky is falling in Philly. Because only one team is coming out of that division and making the playoffs, and the Cowboys are just better than them. They're not great. The Cowboys aren't one of the five best teams in the NFC, but they're the best team in the NFC East. Uh, One of the five best teams in the NFC definitely is Tampa. Bruce Arians, who for reasons known only to him, was publicly critical of Tom Brady after week one, had a very different assessment after week two. I think he has a pretty good history of that. And, uh, you know, this game should have never gotten to as close as it did. But uh, we let him back in. But I thought he played outstanding. His leadership on the sidelines was, was great. And uh, put us in the right play, a number of different audibles, and uh, played really, really well. And here's what they did right yesterday. They featured Leonard Fournette. Look, that's not a good team they played yesterday. Carolina's not a good team. They're not going to win a lot of games this year. So I'm not going to get crazy about the Buccaneers beating them. But what I think you can expect is that Tampa is going to get better and better as the year goes on. That's a favorable feeling to have. You'd feel better about it at 2-0. and You feel okay about it at 1-1. They go on. They get better. Brady gets better. But that team wins when they figure out, and maybe they started that yesterday, that Leonard Fournette was a difference-making acquisition. Give him the ball, play defense, let Brady pick his spots, make his plays, win you a few games along the way, and generally manage you to a championship. Asking Tom Brady to be a game manager at the age of 43 is not insulting him. He's the greatest player of all time, period. New paragraph. So that none of this is a referendum on Brady. This is the statement of obvious fact that he's 43 years old. Let some other people try and win games for him. They've got the people to do it. One more. I don't know what to make of this, so I'm just going to play it. This is Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers. In case you're not aware, the 49ers came east and they're staying here. They came in to play the terrible Jets yesterday. They then play the 
almost as terrible Giants next week. And in both games, they're playing on the same field that the coach thinks was terrible. Now, there were a slew of injuries in that game yesterday, the worst of which was Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa tore up his knee. That, that's, that's probably the worst injury, the most important injury of the day yesterday in football. I mean, Saquon is a great player, but the Giants weren't winning anything. The 49ers are a championship-caliber team, and they lost their best player. And yesterday in that game, they lost Solomon Thomas, and Jimmy G got hurt, and Raheem Mostert got hurt. They had a mess of a day. And as you'll hear, the coach is not convinced the field itself wasn't part of the problem. I mean, who knows? I can't, I don't know. I don't know exactly why it happened, but as far as the feeling that was on the sidelines, it's, you know, I know that's as many knee injuries and ankle stuff and people getting caught on a turf as I've ever been a part of. Um, From what I saw, the other team did too. Um, I know our players talked about it the entire game, just how sticky the turf was. And um, with, I think that was the first time people played on it, I think. Um, But yeah, it was um, something our guys were concerned about right away. And the results definitely made that a lot stronger. And um, unfortunately, it's a place we got to go back to next week. Well, so here's the thing. Again, they play there again against the Giants this weekend. That wasn't the, the one part of that he has wrong is that it wasn't the first game played there. The Giants played there Monday night against the Steelers, and none of this happened. No bad things happened, and I, unless I missed it, and I don't think I did, no one was complaining about the field. So I don't know. I don't think it was that. I don't know that it was that anyway. I can't say one way or the other. The hilarious part of that, and I know he didn't mean it this way, was when he said, yeah, we had a lot of problems and it looked like the other team did too, as though he had forgotten who the other team was. And let's face it, the Jets are eminently forgettable. I said everything there was to say about them last week. I'm getting a ton of notes. Look, what is there to say? The Jets are by far the worst team in the NFL. They're the worst run organization in the NFL right now, and that's saying a lot. It's an embarrassment what they've become. They should be embarrassed. And um, that starts all the way at the top. And the worst part of it all, beyond how terrible their record is and is going to be, is that they're ruining a young quarterback. Because the last thing in the world you do is put a young quarterback, I don't care if you're tanking away a season, which they may think they're doing. You don't put a young quarterback you're trying to develop out there with absolutely no weapons. None. So they're destroying Sam Darnold. I, I said it all about the Jets last week. You know where I stand. There's not a whole lot more for me to say. All right, time for you to say whatever you'd like to say. My phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. What is the one thing that has you the most fired up after yesterday in the National Football League? Could be in a good way, could be in a bad way. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Granny with you, and we're coming to the phones in a second here with your... Whatever it is that has you most fired up about your day in the NFL yesterday, I want to remind you that if you ever miss anything on our show here, we're with you two hours every single day, coast to coast on ESPN Radio. But if you miss anything, the podcast is available. They take each of the two hours and make them their own podcast. They do a really nice job with those, and they're available every weekday, wherever it is you find your podcast. I'll also remind you that my new show, Better Days, is available on ESPN+. Plus. You can stream it now. Three episodes are up, and the fourth one is coming up. The last one of our first season is coming up on Thursday. There's stories about gamblers, not gambling. They're first-person stories of crazy wins and crazy losses told by fascinating characters in and around sports gambling. So far, people seem to really like it, and I'm so gratified. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Meanwhile, let us go through the calls. What has you fired up after a Sunday in the National Football League? Greeny with you here, and Buddha is first up on ESPN Radio. Buddha, what has you fired up? Hey, Greeny, you know it always gets me fired up. Listen. Even Tom Cruise, with his eyes wide shut, could see that um, Joe Douglas, uh, the, what's this guy, Chris Johnson, they've set Sam Donald up for pure failure. And the question that I have is, all right, we get the number one pick next year. What in the world would Trevor Lawrence's camp allow him to come to this mess? It's a real, you know, Buddha, that's such a good call. <laughs> that's going to be the next fight. Dominique Foxworth tweeted that at me today. The Jets are going to wind up with the worst record in the NFL, and Trevor Lawrence is going to do what Peyton Manning once did and not want to come play here. Peyton Manning, once upon a time, chose to stay in college, and I think it's because he wanted to be in college. But I don't think the fact that the Jets had the first pick in the draft that year hurt either. I I, I think, I don't know if it would have been different otherwise, but this is not a franchise people typically want to come play for, and right now, why would anyone want to come play here? So, Buddha, I think... I kills me to say it, but I think it's a good call. And quarterbacks have been known to do that. They've been sort of gerrymandering the system if they can. Going all the way back, the proof is in John Elway getting himself out of, of what was then Baltimore, and the proof was in Eli Manning getting himself out of San Diego, and the proof was in Peyton Manning maybe choosing not to come to the Jets, and we'll see if Trevor Lawrence does it here. And the proof is in the Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on Sukin's 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. All right, let's pick it up. L, you're next with Greeny. What has you fired up? Hey, Greeny. Um, a diehard Vikings fan. The thing that gets me most excited is that we are on our way to get uh, Trevor Lawrence also in the draft. We're 0-2, and the schedule only gets more brutal after this. Um, we get four to the five uh, teams that made the playoffs last year, so I'm excited. Trevor Lawrence to Minnesota. Let's make it happen. You just paid Cousins. You just paid him, L. Didn't you just pay him? Yes, we did. And that was a huge mistake, but I'm okay with it. As long as we get Trevor Lawrence, he can sit behind him, and we can run out because of this contract. So I'm excited. Everybody's getting Trevor Lawrence. The Jet fans are going to get Trevor Lawrence. The Vikings fans, I have terrible news for you, L. Your team is not that bad. Here's the bad news. The Vikings aren't that bad. There's nowhere in the world the Vikings wind up with the first pick in this draft. The Jets might. In fact, forget might. The Jets will. So someone put a thing up on my screen today on, on Get Up. They, they put a, a graphic up there that the stats, the, uh, the, the uh, analytics 
the football power index, project the Jets to win five games, to go 5-11 and 11 this year. Who are they beating? 5-11? and 11. Are they going to finish the season playing in the ACC? They're not getting five wins. Uh, Bobby is next. Bobby, you're on with Greeny. What has you fired up off a of Sunday in the NFL? Greeny, huge fan. Uh, originally from Atlanta. Just wanted to officially no. start the hashtag fire Dan Quinn. <laughs> uh, we should have left him in Houston after the Super Bowl. We should have left him in Dallas last night. What a joke. That's a brutal loss. My man, I'm sorry for you. I really am. In the way that only one sports fan can understand another sports fan's pain. That's a terrible loss yesterday. By the way, you should know that hashtag Bubba is a crazy cowboy fan. Go ahead. I got one more call to come. I promise I'm coming to you, Richard. But hashtag Bubba, give me 15 seconds on that win yesterday. I mean, it was just never a doubt. Never a doubt. You got Dak. You got C.D. Lamb. It's a whole new regime. We're ready to go. And like I said, <laughs> never, never a doubt. doubt. Greg the leg. I mean, come on. Never a doubt. 20 to nothing, and they had to helicopter a, 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 an onside kick like I've never seen in my entire life that rolled like a bunt down the third baseline and never went foul. All right, one more. Richard, what has you fired up yesterday? Richard, go. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm pretty fired about Justin Herbert, man. He looked pretty good out there, you know, considering coming off of that. You know, getting notified before the game that he's going to start. So I'm pretty stoked and happy with the future of the Chargers. You know what? I like that call. Richard, that's a good place to leave it. Let's leave it with some positivity today. Because it was it was a really exciting NFL Sunday. The injuries just brought it down. It was such a terrible day filled with injuries that it left you feeling a little cold. But I will say, Justin Herbert did look really good. And that was a game, look, they're playing the best team in football. The Chiefs are the best team. And they had every chance to win. You know what we didn't get to on the radio here, and that's my fault, I should have, because I liked the conversation this morning on TV, and we'll talk about it as the week goes on, is whether or not the coach of the Chargers yesterday, Anthony Lynn, makes a mistake punting that ball back to Mahomes in the overtime. One way or another, I agree. Herbert, the rookie, looked good. This was a fun day. Thank you, everybody, for being here with me. Remember, the podcast will be up shortly, wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, coast to coast on ESPN. Forget up. Greening on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.